I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And right now, I am likely on a beach with my boyfriend, and so I chose an episode well ahead of time to have a fun walk down memory lane again and a reminder of intuitive astrology. Since last week, we had a recent exploration and immersed ourselves in the history between astrology and our celestial kinship and the unfolding of astrology over time. And so recognizing this cosmic dance, I thought it would be only fitting to revisit the fundamentals of insightful and intuitive astrology with astrologer, phenomenal astrologer, Danielle Page. So I hope that this is a journey to savor in and enjoy, and it perhaps is a reminder for some and a new exciting exploration for others. This episode took place back in 2019, so some things have definitely definitely changed. However, most of this information, about 90% of it, 99% of it is timeless. And it's nice to understand the universal rhythms and patterns that help us clarify and foresee 
what is going on in our realm and on an energetic level. And so looking at your birth chart shows us the cosmic shifts, patterns, and our soul's purpose. And so I'm excited to reintroduce intuitive astrologer Danielle Page and this episode as she blends her astrological background and intuitive gifts to help us expand on this ancient teaching. She shares with us also her spiritual awakening, which is quite fascinating. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope I'm enjoying the beach right now. <laughs> all right, and with all that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin again with Danielle Page. you most in this season of your life? Oh gosh, the possibilities that are endless. I think that I've gone through so much. I've gone through so many storms and so many dark nights of the soul and so many moments of confusion. And definitely it's not that I know everything because I definitely don't, but now it just feels like this release and it feels really beautiful to have more wisdom, more experience under my belt, and then to be going through life with that energy. So it's really just like anything that I want to create is there, is available to me. Yes, you have experience, so you're able to tap in. I look back at all my dark nights of the soul moments and all of my, well, right now in the midst of Saturn return and all that. Like, yeah, you are, big time. <laughs> yeah, you do have my chart yeah. in front of you, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> looking at it right now. Oh dear, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. So with all of that going on, I know that pain, pain from today will pass because pain from the past has passed and that only helped me evolve into the human I am today. It's beautiful and we have to go through those moments. I know. And that's what shapes us, so... Oh, yep. It's funny, we really don't learn, you know, I was thinking about this the other day with someone and we were talking and I'm like, I, I don't believe that we have to go through pain. That like meaning everything has to be hard. I don't believe that. However, because we're human beings and we're run a lot on our ego and our logical mind, that it's those moments of pain that really get through to us. So I don't believe that it's a necessary thing, like all the time, because I, I you know, I think that we can evolve in other ways as well. But it's really those moments that that change us because we're starting to pay attention. 100%. I mean, we can't help certain feelings and emotions because we are human right now. I mean, when we ascend and we get into the other realm, you know, be a little bit merrier. But right now we're supposed to have this experience. And you're right. It doesn't always have to be hard, but a lot of times it can be challenging. However, I do like to read or listen to a lot of people's wisdom who has gone through certain hardships just to make my transition a little easier. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Selfishly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's smart. It's and your generation is really, really wise and you guys are evolving at a more rapid rate. And so um you're feeling things and having experiences that people um are having later in life. So Well, and if I'm being quite honest, I've even observed from the generation that is younger than me. So like early twenties and a little earlier, yeah. their evolution is just so eye-opening 
I look at them and I'm like, wow, just the level you're at. If mm-hmm. I had this deep knowledge and deep intuitive guidance at your age, man, I don't know where I'd be today. I know. So. And it's because, that, you know, children and especially the children being born now, wow, they're so connected. They're so open. It's because we're literally here to change everything because we can't keep going at the same rate that we are. So People are volunteering basically to be like, okay, I'm going to come in, I'm going to incarnate, I'm going to do this for the earth, I'm going to use this wisdom, I'm going to remember this, I'm going to, you know, ascend at a more rapid rate, I'm going to remember um, who I am and help, right? And like that, that whole, you're right, like your generation, and even like you said, the generation under you, it's very different than my generation and my um, parents' generation. And no, so um, it's really beautiful to see. Oh, it is so beautiful, especially for Mama Earth. She needs us. She doesn't mm-hmm. need people with the mindset of the 1920s. Right. That might be a little harsh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> From what I've observed, by the way, and just gathered about you, you are obviously more than just an intuitive astrologer. Even I can't say just because that's kind <laughs> of a big deal. Just this very beautiful gift and that's what gives us such a pull towards you as a spiritual teacher because of your very strong sense of other people and so I'd love to hear about your journey and what led you to astrology and also just recognizing these gifts. Um, First of all thank you so much I really appreciate that. Um, My journey has been wild. Um, (laughs) It was one that I had no idea that was coming for me at all And, um, you know, I go in really great detail on my podcast about it, Um, but I'm going to give you guys the overview and the highlight of the really juicy good stuff um, that's really important. (laughs) And basically, I I always felt I was intuitive. Um, let Let me just preface with this. You have to remember that when I'm saying this, I'm coming from a generation where we didn't have Facebook or Instagram to go on. There weren't these moon circles. There weren't um, let's connect. There weren't these like festivals where we go and we all meditate. We do Kundalini yoga. We didn't have that. Okay. So it was very, very different. So I didn't even have that in my consciousness. So with that in mind, you know, I grew up just feeling like, oh yeah, I can sense things about people or just, I felt like something was different or just felt really in tune, but I didn't have the tools that's, I think that's available now, um, to even process it or say what it was. Right. So I just always felt something and that's really important, okay? And so I um, went to school. I got my undergrad in interior architecture, and I was doing that for a while. And I was living in Boston and working at a really prestigious architecture firm, which people would have loved to be at. Um, but I was miserable. I was not happy. You know, I spent four and a half years of grad school because I really didn't know what else to do. And, you know, as a true tourist, I'm like, well, I just don't really want to quit. So I'm just like, let me just stick it out <laughs> to the end. And, you know, kind of figure it out afterwards. Like that, I didn't know what else to do, right? You know, early, you know, mid 20s. I'm like, I don't know. So, and I'm like, I just didn't feel right to stop because then I would have nothing, right? So, something told me to keep going. I was doing it, but I really wasn't happy. It just, I knew it wasn't my calling, um, but I had no clue. And like, when I say I had no clue, I mean, really, I mean, it was like, what do you do after spending four and a half years of grad school, not undergrad, grad school, right? And then I just didn't know what else there was. So long story short, this is the, where it gets really juicy. Um, on my 30th birthday, I went, was living with my boyfriend and we went to um, Paris together. 
And he dumped me on my 30th birthday in Paris. Oh, in Paris <laughs> of all places. All places. Yeah, that was a shock. And that was a humongous turning point in my life because, you know, I didn't, wasn't really ready to get married at that point. I mean, I thought maybe it was coming, but I wasn't really there, but I didn't think we were going to break up. So that was a real shock. So I came back home. We were living together. And so I had to move out. It was his place. And I hated my job. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I just knew. Like I followed my guidance, even though at the time I didn't know it was my guidance, but I was still listening. And something was like, that's it. Just quit. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I moved back to California. Um, where my uh, family was from, and I moved in with them. So I'm 30 years old, moving in with them, crying over my breakup. This is when the economy tanked. Um, so it was 2009, around um, 2008, 2009, the economy tanked. Oh, yeah. So yeah. for anyone that was working then, I mean, it was horrific for everyone. And um, architecture and design, that's like a luxury at that moment. So nobody wanted that. Everyone was getting laid off. So I couldn't find a job to save my life. So I'm now living at home. I have no idea. And I didn't even want to do that anyways. So I'm literally having a major, major crisis and crying every day. Some of my friends are getting married. Some are having kids. I'm literally living at home, have no money, and just got dumped. And I'm like, wow, this is so not what I saw, nope. right? <laughs> not at all. I mean, it was really bad. It was hard. You know, I was obviously always grateful that I had parents to go home to, you yeah. know, that was beautiful. But I'm like, shit, this is really bottom of the barrel right now. <laughs> Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. And you were um, 30. So you were right. still in the midst of your Saturn return? Or right. Just- but here's the thing. I had no idea about astrology at this point because right. at this point I know nothing about astrology. I don't even know the word Saturn return, right? That, so that would have helped me so much to understand, but no clue, right? That's why I really, truly want to help people with their cycles and understanding because I had no idea. So this is what happened. I am home, you know, just kind of dealing with life, you know, trying to get back on my feet. And so something started happening. Um, unbeknownst to me, like this was starting to emerge 
I started having a spiritual awakening, but if you asked me at the time, I couldn't tell you the words, oh, I'm having a spiritual awakening. Cause like this was back in 2008, 2009 or whatever it was, you know, like, no, I don't even, Instagram wasn't even out yet. I don't even think, you know, there was, there was nothing. I mean, there was like, when I tell you this, this was like, we've come so far in such a short amount of time. So, I mean, I actually love social media for that because it really brings it to the masses. True. Um, so it's beautiful tool for that, you know, and that's why, you know, the universe knows what it's doing, right? It knows yeah. where we're going. It knows what we need. So I um, have started having this spiritual awakening that started with dreams, but they were intense, right? We'd wake up crying and be like, whoa, what, what am I feeling? And then I started um, having uh, premonitions that would come true during the day. And it was like, wait a minute. That was in my dream. So it was almost like a time warp, right? And I'm like, okay. And I kind of like slowed down and I was a little scared. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. You know, I'm like, am I in the twilight zone? Like I had no idea what else was going on. And I'm like, it's kind of freaky. And then this is really where it gets wild. Um, I started waking up and literally in the middle of the night. So I'm conscious. I'm awake. Open my eyes. Something wakes me up. And I start seeing spirits right in front of me, like actual spirits that I'm looking at. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm awake. I'm not dreaming. And I'm looking at something that's looking at me. And I'm like, the shit's real. Like, I don't even know what to do right now because this is what's happening. And I'm like, so here's the thing that I always tell people. I did not grow up seeing spirits. I mean, a lot of people do, and that's beautiful and that's great, but I did not. So you don't have to, like, I don't even want to call it a gift because we all have it right? We're just sort of like blocked to it or we're just um, naive to it in a way, but it's just energy, right? We all have the ability to tap in, but I didn't even know it exists. I, I never saw stuff growing up. I always felt intuitive if I even knew that word, but I, I didn't know anything else. So I, this was not normal to me. So I was very scared. I didn't sleep with my lights off for two weeks <laughs> and I, I was like, I am not turning the lights off right? I mean, I was terrified. And then I started listening. And this is the biggest thing. You know, everyone's always like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you do this? You have to listen. We all need to listen. We all get it. Like, it's very rare I'm doing a chart reading and I tell someone something that they've never thought of before. I mean, sometimes that can happen because they haven't stepped into that energy yet, right? And they will as they evolve, which is fine. But for the most part, we're like, oh, I just, I kind of felt that. But right, we ignore it. So it goes away. So sometimes we need someone that doesn't even know, um, that doesn't even know us, right, to come in and be like, okay, this is your journey. This is what's important. This is what you know, et cetera, et cetera, um, for someone to really listen and understand it. But I just listened and um, I started realizing that fun, don't be scared because if I'm scared, I'm going to bring in that vibration. So I, you know, everyone always asks me, what books did you read? Well, I do read spiritual books now, but I learned through spirit. Yes. That was my school. I listened to everything. So then I was told, you know, not like, not like we're having a conversation right now, but it was like whispers to drop in. And it was just like this um, subconscious feeling. Okay, go sit down and meditate. And I'm going to tell you, meditate. I didn't even know what that was. I, I mean, I have no idea. I'm like, I don't, I don't meditate. I don't do that. I don't know what it is. Right. So I'm like, okay, here we go. <gasps> so I sit down and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And then it was just like, listening again, following guidance. And I started really going to deep places that I probably can't even access now just because I'm way too busy with life and like running my business and stuff. But when I was starting out, I didn't have all that distraction, right? So that was perfect. It was an alignment. It was set up. 
And so I really went to these beautiful deep places. And in that process, I learned that, okay, something is happening. Um, it's, I'm opening up to something. There's another side of me. And it's so funny because everyone always, not everyone, but a lot of people, they're afraid to come out of the spiritual closet. And I just say that in, you know, yes. air quotes, whatever. Yes. Right. And it was so funny because to me, I said, holy shit. I always felt like something was missing, but I had no idea what it was. So the minute I figured this out, that there's more to life than just the um, physical realm and there's way more, it was like, yes, this is it. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm here. And I said, I would have come out sooner, but I had no idea myself. So I literally had no idea. Like when I say I had no clue, I had no clue. So this is something funny that I think you'll appreciate this. Um, Again, it was a different time. And I feel like, you know, you're so wise and you're so deep and you have wisdom that, you know, like I didn't have at your age, you know, you had it younger than me. And because you guys are really beautiful and evolving and stepping into your consciousness earlier on. So I was just like, mm, I don't know, like but the wisdom was there, but it was covered. Right. So I was told by spirit to turn your light on. Okay. <laughs> Well, let me just tell you, I literally went around. I'm not even kidding. I wish I could say this was a joke, but it's not. I went around the house looking at all the lights to turn the <laughs> light on. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant. I know. It's actually funny. My um, friend who's a medium, she's like, you're like, you're like, you, you know, Ali McBeal, like the old show yes. that was on. Well, I haven't seen it, but I, I'm a familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't, like, I haven't seen it in a hundred years, right? But like, it's not on. But like, she's like, you're like the Ali McBeal of the spiritual. Like, and then when I was first starting out, because it was like a comedy show, right. right? And I had no idea. So, anyways, that's the point. I started awakening. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, what the hell? Turning the lights on? I didn't know. And then I finally got it, right? And then it was like, okay, this wisdom started coming through. And I'm like, there's something here. And so after that, it was this long journey. Now, I just want to preface, I don't want anyone, anyone to be scared. My journey is different than anyone else, right? We all have individual ones. This was for me, not that everyone needs to have this, but I had to spend a lot of time alone for many, many, many years um, to really understand and clear out personas and um, break through new levels of consciousness and um, heal. And I was physically ill and I was emotionally going through stuff and it was like dark nights and I would crying in bed and wanting, you know, like, why can't I just have a normal life? Like I, I'm done universe. Like, uh, -uh like I want to be an accountant, like fuck this. Like, yeah. I don't want to like do this. Like I just want to go out with my friends. Right. And I couldn't do a lot of those things, but that was my journey. And because I really had to do in um, several years what sometimes people do in a lifetime. So that is literally like opening you up and ripping everything out. And it was intense. So in that process, you know, I worked with a healer that I was supposed to work with. And she really started explaining stuff to me that I didn't know about, you know, the stuff that I help people now with. Um, of what was going on and, you know, what is this other realm and just everything about it. And it was really beautiful. And then on that journey, I was working at this place that was horrible. It was a property management company. It was just this temp job just to make some money, you know. Um, and But the point is why I share that is I was supposed to be there because I met this guy who became um, a really, really good friend of mine. And we went out to dinner one night and he goes to me and he was always like, um, I could tell he was like into other things, you know. Um, so we totally clicked right away because we were just like the oddballs out. <laughs> and it was like, right. He's like, you're secretly a psychic too. And I'm like, yeah, like keep it under wraps, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, 
Yeah, it was amazing. And so he said to me the magic words. He's like, hey, do you want me to read your birth chart? And I was like, yeah, sure. What is that? And I was like, you mean like the horoscope? He's like, no, not that. And I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I don't really. I'm like, I'm a Taurus. I don't really know anything else. And he read my birth chart that night. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool because you're actually telling me a lot about myself that you wouldn't know. Um, And it was like about psychology and it was really deep and that's all stuff I love. And so I went home that night, went on Google, like our dear friend Google, started looking up everything I could. Yeah, everything. Everything I could about astrology. And I literally couldn't stop until the sun came up, right? Literally, I saw the sunrise because I was addicted. I was in it. And I never stopped. And so what happened is I started remembering, like my soul was like, yes, this is the language of my soul. And I taught myself astrology. And then later on, I started taking um, classes. And now I still always take classes and workshops and just to continue and improve and learn. But I taught myself astrology, which is not the easiest thing, but it made sense to me. It was like the first time in my life that I have a really beautiful ability to see patterns with the universe um, and rhythm and cycles and sequence and um, understanding what makes people tick and their inner workings of their soul. And so for the first time, I'm like, yeah, this is it. And then I started doing it for myself to really understand, okay, well, what's going on, right? Then I learned about Saturn return later and yep, I got slammed in my Saturn return because I had some other cycles going on at the same time. Like, oh, intense cycles going on on top of Saturn return. And, but that was my journey. It was my time to awaken. Um, you know, we, we don't awaken earlier or later than we're supposed to. Yes. We awaken and we have the experiences exactly when we're supposed to. Now, it doesn't matter. Someone could be 21. Someone could be 42. Someone could be 65. It's exactly when their soul is ready um, for the experiences that they signed up for. So really, you know, age, the only thing I've seen with age is it comes experience and with that comes some wisdom. Yep. However, age is irrelevant otherwise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because our soul is timeless. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And after this human experience, when we look back on this life, the age is so irrelevant to everything. So irrelevant. It's so mm-hmm. irrelevant. Okay, by the yep. way, <laughs> yes. I realize I, I probably, if someone were to stand here in this my presence and look at me, I probably look like I lost my mind because I was just smiling so strangely <laughs> throughout this entire story because you probably have one of my favorite stories when it comes to an awakening experience. The light light was pretty classic. (laughs) The light was pretty classic, not going to lie. So I'm pretty sure that I need to go listen on your podcast for the entire story. It's so good. Yeah, it's two episodes. I had to, (laughs) like, I just went deep. It's two episodes of every single thing about awakening to show people that we're all going through stuff and it wasn't pretty and it wasn't like, here's my Instagram picture. I mean, there was no Instagram, but it wasn't, even if there was, it wasn't be like, here's my Instagram picture. I was literally at, you know, at moments like on the floor crying, you know, begging the universe, please stop this. Like I'm like not okay with this anymore. And universe is like, Hey, sorry, you signed up for this. Here's a pat on the back. Go eat a cookie and come back. (laughs) That's pretty much what the universe was telling me to. I remember I thought I was going crazy. Like Mm -hmm. yours seemed very accidental. Mine does have puzzle pieces that go together. But it's just interesting how it just all happened for you. Kind of like Eckhart Tolle and Byron, they weren't searching for it. They weren't seeking it. Mm -mm. It just happened. It just kind of fell into their lap. And it sounds like that's 
pretty similar with yours. Because it's the truth. It's what I came here for. And with that, I love to show people, you know, that just goes to show that there's so much that we haven't even done yet, or we don't even know that's coming for us. So it's like, don't give up because literally something could be around the corner. And did you realize that looking back when, when he presented the chart and you were looking at your Saturn return, did you recognize anything when it came to the relationship in Paris? Absolutely. So it took me a little bit later on after studying um, and looking back. So then I, I did the transits and transits are basically planets in the sky. And so you put them against your birth chart Um, It's a little more advanced astrology, but you put them on your birth chart to understand the cycles and the timing of events. And it won't ever tell you like, yes, this is going to happen or no, but you can see the vibration. And so with that, you kind of get a feel for, you know, what's happening. But what was so funny is literally during our breakup, if I would have known this, right? So Venus is love. Uranus is what you're transiting Uranus when it comes around. It literally shakes the status quo up. It shakes things up. So if you're in a relationship and Uranus is coming to Venus, most likely there's going to be a breakup. There could be a divorce or there could be like the relationship needs to change. It cannot continue on. Um, Venus also rules a lot of my psychic abilities and gifts based on my chart. So it was literally like my opening and awakening. Um, It opens you up to new levels of consciousness. And so literally it was kicking out the old my breakup and opened me up to where I was going. So, I mean, that was on top of the Saturn return and Pluto sitting on my ascendant. So, I mean, it literally, wow. you, you can't, and, and here's the thing I tell people too, like I tried to make the relationship work for a while after that, um, things I would never do now, but you know, I was young and I just didn't know. And I tried and it's like, okay, if I would have really understood that it was time to go, it was time. Yep. Yeah, and it doesn't time. matter how much you beg. It doesn't matter yeah. how much you plead. It's not right. Mm-mm. When you know it's part of the universal cosmic plan, it does make everything, every heartbreak, every emotion, yes. every ego sensory, so much easier to go through. Yes, right. It won't take the pain away, but you could understand, no. okay, there's a rhythm to yeah. this. There's a reason um, and there's a season to it, really. Yeah, and then you can have compassion for yourself for having to go through that experience. Yeah. But there are a couple other different cycles. Mind bringing one or two into our awareness. There's so, there's yeah, there's just so many cycles. Um, Saturn return became popular like Mercury retrograde became popular. So people think that's the be-all, end-all, and it is a major one, but there's so many more. I mean, you could have the cycles that we could call like Chiron return or Saturn return, but there's also sometimes when you know Pluto might be sitting on top of someone's moon or someone's sun, and that happens differently um, for everyone. So it's like we have the cycles that happen at certain ages, and then we have our own personal cycles that happen to us as well. Um, so yeah, Chiron return happens around 50-ish, um, and that's very different. So that um, Chiron's really deep and intense, but it really is signaling this time of return to spirit. So we have our true spiritual awakening happening around 50, 51, 52. And so it's really time to shift. That's why if you notice, there's a lot of people like in their 50s that all of a sudden they're like doing things that they would have never done before. And they're like all of a sudden, you know, found spirit, found Jesus, whatever you want to call it. Like they're just different. It's their Chiron return. Wow. Right. So they have that. Um, We also have like, so the midlife crisis that everyone talks about, right? That's a real thing. It's um, Uranus um, opposition. So Uranus is opposing and Uranus literally shakes things up. It pulls things out from under the rug. Um, it's shock. It's That's why people 
you know, you see in the movies, they go out and get a sports car, they go out and they want to date someone younger because Uranus is like, fuck this. Like I've been doing this thing, the same thing for so many years and I want something new and wild. And it's like sticking your finger in an electric socket. So it's not saying that Uranus um, opposition is going to say, okay, you need to have an affair, you need to cheat, or you need to leave your husband or your wife. That's people's free will and consciousness if they don't know how to use the energy. But what it's really saying is it's awakening you to a new level of being. So that midlife crisis stuff is real, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's, it's everything. And then we have a second Saturn return at um, 59, uh, 60, right? So we have that. Um, we have Saturn squares um, really like every seven years. Um, and then we have our like progress return. I mean, there's just so many things in the chart. So like, that's why when people ask me, oh my God, it's like Mercury retrograde. Is that why I'm going through hell? And I'm like, oh no, honey, Mercury is just like your little kid brother poking you and throwing like rocks in your hair. It's really annoying. But like Mercury retrograde is not the one keeping you down. Like it's it's annoying and confusing, but you're not dying because of Mercury retrograde, <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. That is so good. I'm just going to think of Mercury retrograde as like this little obnoxious thing now. It's, it's a little kid brother, yeah. you know? There's, there's a higher spiritual aspect to it, of, of course. course, because- we, you know, lean back. It's a really beautiful yin um, period from the universe where we can um, receive and we don't push our energy out and we reflect um, because energy is not that direct. And so we really need to see um, and observe everything. We could also get more psychic information. But yes, it's like things get annoying and confusing. And so it's like this little, I don't know, I just see this analogy of this, like, I don't have a little brother, but if, you know, if you imagine if you're like a teenager and you have a little brother and the little brother is like being annoying it's kind of like Mercury retrograde. That's how I see it. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. another thing that is so amazing to me, because you look at people's charts and you have all this knowledge of how the cosmos work in a sense. And you look at someone's chart and you use your intuitive gifts and you can see and sense their gifts now too, correct? Mm-hmm. Because you have their chart in front of them. So how can learning about our chart help us understand our gifts and just understand what is happening to us on an energetic level? Yeah, it's the most beautiful tool that I think that I've ever seen for self-discovery. You know, it's really beyond the horoscopes. Like I don't do that stuff. Um, it's, it's such a beautiful, mystical, magical tool that's been used since ancient times. And there's a reason for it. Obviously, we do need to evolve with modern times, but there is a reason that the ancients had wisdom that we're just catching on to right now. And so um, it's beautiful. It really helps you understand your purpose, why you're here for, um, your inner workings of your soul, you know, like the deepest levels of your psyche and um, cycles and patterns. And, you know, I, I'm really open about what I'm going to say here. And, you know, a lot of people, so I'm 41 right now. And a lot of people on the outside can be like, I can't believe you're not married. You know, what's going on? Like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, if I didn't have one, the wisdom that I do and the information that I've received from spirit, and also the knowledge of my birth chart, I would listen to society and think, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. Like what is going on? And of course I do want to be in a relationship, but the thing is you have to understand that like when I go deeper into my chart and I get the information, it wasn't for me earlier on because I had other stuff to do and to take care of. And I had other lessons I need to learn. Um, And it's like, it's going, when I'm have that I'm going to show up on a different level than maybe if I was in my 20s or my 30s, right? So again, it's a beautiful tool to help you understand that we all have our own path and we all have our own journey. And even in my chart, like children, it, it it's literally a delay. Like I was not supposed to have children earlier on, you know? So, so we can listen to society and be like, 
oh, there's something wrong with me or, oh, I'm not going to be able to have kids. Well, I've already connected with my daughter in spirit. She came to me. I didn't go looking for her. She came to me, right? Mm. So it's like, this is why I really love it. And this is what I, and I know that I chose these things also to be an example for people. I mean, great example. Come on, can we get on with it now? (laughs) But like, you know, I did is to show people that we all have these own journeys and it doesn't mean you're not going to have whatever it is that you desire, but we have our own timing. So when I see people saw these courses of like, you know, do this and find your soulmate in five weeks, it's like, Uh, sure, I can go out and meet a guy. I know it's not that I can't meet a guy or or whatever. It's like, you know, if you really are listening to your soul and listening to your truth, you're going to listen to your cycles and you're going to be patient with that. And everyone has their own thing. I mean, some people are supposed to be married at 25, 26 and some people are not, you know? So like everybody has their own journey. Not me in this lifetime. By the way. Well, you have Saturn in your seventh house, so we'll talk about that, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that. Um, I'm wondering why my left ear is ringing so loud right now. Yeah, because, well, you're so in tune. I mean, your chart's like blowing up with intuition. Really? So when you get the two of us talking, I mean, it's like we're, like we're um, plugged into a power source here. No kidding. I can feel so much energy like buzzing within me, and I was thinking like, is it the caffeine? No, I think, I think it's just because I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you're so in tune. I mean, you have tons of psychic stuff in your chart. You're a Cancer rising, first of all. So water sign is um, about emotion, about feeling, about intuition. So literally the rising sign is how we approach the world. And so you approach it through feeling and through emotion. So you have to really feel what's going on in your body because that's going to tell you everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're uh, born under the balsamic moon. So um, you are definitely an older soul. And so you have a lot of wisdom. So people born under the balsamic moon is um, it's right before the new moon. So there's less light. And that doesn't mean any negative or anything that really means more internal wisdom. So we go in. So someone born under a balsamic moon you, it's almost like, sure, you have friends and you have this, but like, you're like, I don't know, I've kind of been there, done that. And so you're almost standing on this balcony, observing and watching everyone and being like, okay, yeah. Or like (laughs) you do this. It's like, you know, like, you're not like, I don't need to jump into it, even though you are. So you are a Leo, but you might've read stuff and you're like, I don't know. Why don't I seem like other Leos? Yes. Um, It's because you're born under a balsamic moon. So it totally (gasps) changes the energy of Leo. You still have Leo energy. You're still a leader. You're still courageous. Leo wants to open their heart and shine, but it's not as over the top as some other Leos. Right. I mean, you do have a lot. You have your South Node Leo as well as your moon and your sun. So you have a lot, (laughs) but you're born under a balsamic moon. So it flavors it totally different. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That's what it is. Why don't I resonate with this Leo horoscope in this magazine? Like this is not me. Well, first of all, don't read horoscopes. That's the first thing. But (laughs) even just like the the entire phenomenon of a Leo, I'm like. And that's why people are like. Oh no, I it's not right because I'm like, no, you just there's so many things to astrology that you don't know. Like yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, if you're a Leo and you don't feel the same, you're probably born under the balsamic moon. So you're more introverted, you're an older soul, you have more wisdom. Also, your physical body is very sensitive. I um, mean, as you get older, you're gonna see that more and more. So you read and you're you're emotional and you're physical. So you're gonna have to really tend to that and just be consciously and hyper aware of that, um, taking care of yourself. Like really rest is really important for you. Oh, I've only been really introduced to this in the past few years of how sensitive yeah. my physical body is. Yeah, and it's going to get more as you get older too. Good to know. Not in a bad way, just more sensitivity. Yeah, just more sensitivity. Right? That's why like 
you know, it's true as we get older, it's like people are like, oh, I can't do that anymore. It's just, we just change like our actual DNA and our structure transforms and we're not the same as we were in our twenties. Like we're physically a different person. So like we like, I, I used to in college, I mean, I used to go out and party. Yeah. I'd be the first one at the gym in the morning at like 6am. Are you joking me now? Like, no, <laughs> now if I even have a glass of wine, I'm like, I'm out for two days. Like we're done. Me. We're done. Oh <laughs> so gosh, it's just yep. totally different. Yeah. You do have that Saturn still. Um, in your um, seventh house. Yeah, what does that mean? So um, Saturn in the birth chart is really important for anyone, okay? Because it's really about this is what our soul promised that we came here to really work on um, and really, really master and learn. Like we, I don't care what anyone says, we can't get out of Saturn. It's something throughout our entire life, either subconsciously or consciously that we're working on. And we're spending a lot of emotional energy. Um, and there's some fear there and there's some confusion and it feels like, oh, we can't do it. So sometimes because of that, it makes us want to do it more. Or sometimes it makes us like, oh, I just want to stay away from it. Right. It really depends. Everyone's different. And it also fluctuates and shifts throughout our journey. Okay. But it means it's somewhere that, that you promised the universe, I'm going to come here. I'm going to really put time in. And Saturn literally is connected to time on the earth plane. Because as we know, there's no time. Time doesn't really exist. But we developed Kronos time here on earth. So it slows things down. Okay. That's why we are um, in form. Because anything, everything is energy. But it's just like a slower um, density, slower vibration, slower frequency. Okay. So Saturn is literally about physical form and slowing down. So throughout our entire life, we're going to really learn about the Saturn because we, it's our karmic promise of what we have to do in this lifetime because it's really going to help our soul evolve. Now you have it in the house of relationship. So right away, one of your biggest lessons that you came here for was to learn how to be an equal partner. Now you have a lot of Leo in your chart and Leo is very much about love and just wants, if I just have appreciation or if I just have love, if I just have this or that, right, it will like feel okay. Well, you're learning that it's not, um, Leo could, you know, the shadow side of Leo could be about self, not saying you're doing that, but we all have a shadow side to everything, right? And so you're learning that, okay, how do I show up with the other partner? How do I become an equal partner? How do I become a mature partner? Because your Saturn's in Capricorn uh, and become wise, right? And you're also with your North Node in um, Aquarius, you're literally learning to do stuff for the collective. So it's a lot about stepping outside of self um, and doing it for the larger, the bigger picture. Um, and so, yeah, you have lessons in relationship um, and love. And so... I know that if you want to be married, you will have that because Saturn promises, um, wherever it is in the chart, we're going to promise to master that. So wow. you're going to spend a lot of effort in that. So you, whatever, if it's marriage or, you know, relationship or whatever it is you want, yeah. you will have that because you can't get out of it. Right. So you <laughs> came here to learn, like some people can just be like, no, I'm opting out. Like, I don't want a relationship. I'm done. <laughs> right. But you, you're like, mm -mm, no, your soul is like, this is going to help you evolve and step into your true essence because you're learning how to do it on a mature level. That's the yeah. Capricorn energy um, in a different way. So I'm actually curious what's been going on. Like, are you in a relationship or whatever you, you know, feel comfortable sharing? Not at all. I'll share it all. Yeah. Yeah. What changed during your Saturn return? And also you might've just became more consciously aware yeah. or hyper aware of this and this feeling because it's literally returning back to the placement in your chart, the seventh house and, um, 
Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Oh, well, all of this resonates to my core, obviously. I was in a long relationship in my early 20s for five years, but I left to go be my solo self. I went and moved to Bali and traveled the world for a while. And now that I'm back on the mainland and settling, I'm starting to feel that nudge. Like it's about time, but I don't know when the time will come and I'm not forcing anything. I'm not seeking anything. I'm just allowing it to happen. Yeah. And it it will. And it's really for you right now with your Saturn return is like really, um, Saturn wants you to, it's not like a checklist, but it's like really time to check in and say, okay, well, what were my relationships about before? And it could be romantic, but it's also, you know, one-to-one friendships and how you show up in those as well. Okay. Right. Um, So it's like, what, yeah, like what worked, what didn't, what did I learn? What did I see? What are my patterns? So it's really taking stock in where you've been and what's going on and how you show up to that. And it's not about blame or anything. It's just, we all have patterns, right? But your journey is to be like, really understand this process. You're reading my mind. Like, what are my patterns in this relationship? Yes, you have to be doing that now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're talking about north and south nodes. I'm curious, what is the significance of learning about them? Just so we can better understand our life purpose. What's their significance? Yeah, it's so, so important. So I really like to focus on this area in the chart. I mean, this came to me intuitively because not a lot of Western astrologers really talk about it. Um, And I've actually learned that it's more Vedic, um, but it it just intuitively it came to me when I was studying it. And I was like, this is a huge missing component and we got to talk about it. So there is an axis in the chart. So there's a South node and then there's a North node. Um, And they're not planets, they're points in space. They're really important because they talk about where our soul came from. Um, and where our soul is going. So the South Node is really about our deeply ingrained behavioral patterns. Now, you happen to have your South Node in Leo, um, as well as your Moon and your Sun, but not everyone has that, okay? So sometimes they have their South Node in another sign than their Sun sign, and so they're actually more of that energy than their sun sign. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you have, so you have a lot of Leo energy. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, totally. So a lot of creative energy, a lot of talents, a lot of gifts, a lot of sharing, and it's in your second house of literally of talent and gifts. So you're just here to express yourself fully, like really just everything, just letting it out, right. Sharing it. Um, and that comes, I don't know, it should come naturally, like pretty easily for, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of talent there. Mm. Um, so yeah, the South Node is what our soul has kind of already done. So if we stay in that energy throughout our whole life, we don't really grow and we don't evolve. So the North Node, it's opposite it. And being opposite, it's always hard for us. And it's not about one thing that's going to happen in life or one thing that we do. It's literally this vibration that we move and we step into and we evolve to. So, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, we step into our North Node even more and more. Like we get it a lot on a mental level, but that doesn't mean we're actually embodying it. And that's the journey of our life, right? To really embody this North Node because it's more of who we are. So it's this dance between the South Node and the North Node and really moving into that direction, right? Moving into that energy. Um, You... Yeah, like your soul knows how to be alone, really. Uh Your soul knows how to kind of do your thing, um, use your gifts, use your talents, and 
now it's like, okay, you really came back here to connect. And that's that North, that's the North node in Aquarius. Um, and also the Saturn in um, the seventh house. So there's a lot about connection, connecting and giving back and contributing in a way with your wisdom that you have. I mean, being born under a balsamic moon is you're, it's not like saying someone is better or worse. It's just almost like you're observing from the penthouse. And so like when we have that view, we can see other things that people down there can't see, right? So you have this like, higher level of wisdom or insight that's going to keep growing and growing and growing. Um, and you're using that on your journey. And, but it's really saying, okay, you're on this penthouse level, but bring the wisdom from the penthouse and go down to the ground floors to, so you can connect with people. Wow. Wow. Well, first of all, I don't like picture or feel myself in a penthouse or anything, but I do feel, or I do step out and step aside a lot and observe. And that's interesting that you bring up the fact that it's as as if I've experienced it before, Mm -hmm. but that does really resonate. I could never really vocalize why, right? but that makes sense as to why, because it does feel just like, oh, I don't care to do that again. Yeah. Also, I want to throw in one more thing I think you'll really like to hear is that when you're born under balsamic moon, you're wrapping up a cycle. Now, I don't know how many times people are going to come back, incarnate, what is past life, future life. Like, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Right. But what I do know is you're wrapping up a cycle. And so it's like endings and beginnings in this time. So people are going to come into your life. You meet them. You kind of balance the karma and it moves on. And then you move on to the next. So there's a lot of wrapping up and like tying things up in a bow and then sending it on its way. Yes. Right. And then moving on to different things. And I feel like that's been happening a lot with a lot of new relationships too. Mm-hmm. But in a great way, it's like we are experiencing our karma right now, and then we wrap it up in a bow and send it on its way. That's just a beautiful visual in my mind of what's really going on. I know. Isn't this astrology (laughs) so beautiful? It's so deep and so beautiful, and it gives people confirmation and and understanding, and oh, I just love it so much. Uh, I do too. Now, another thing I love about astrology is that it really helps us let go of these false narratives and stories that our ego likes to create for ourselves so that we can actually authentically and unapologetically who we are. How can people themselves dive in, look at their own chart and be like, this is my soul. This is me. Yeah. Well, astrology is something that's really, really deep and really beautiful. Um, So it does take time to understand. I teach astrology mystery school. So I do that about two times a year. Uh, But I also offer um, on my website a series called Astro Hack, where I sell short videos for a um, lower price point. And they could go in and I teach people how to hack your birth chart. So like we pick a subject and this is how you look at it. How fun. And so you break it down. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's very complex. So I have a basic one, uh, like the foundation of like how to even get in, what um, computer program to pull it up in, how to type it in, how to do this and how to just pull up your chart, right? And then I have another one to see your progressed moon, which shows the cycles that you're in um, and how often that is and how you find that because it shows you the... Um, really like the flavor that you're under for every two and a half years. So, and then I'm working on some other ones. So yeah, I mean, it's just, um, I think it's really important that people really understand that horoscopes, like I don't believe in horoscopes because that's very, you know, there's cycles in the sky. Like I could say, okay, Mercury is retrograde for everyone. So this is the energy, but, or, you know, Saturn is in Capricorn at this degree doing X, Y, and Z, right? So I could talk about that. 
that's different than horoscopes because I'm talking about the general like weather. But when I say like every Taurus, you're going to feel this, this, and this, that's not true because I have to look at your birth chart um, to see how accurate it is. Because when we do horoscopes, we're actually just pulling up and we're making a fake chart and it's not real. Right. We put the, we put the sun sign in the first house um, and we assign it there, but it's not naturally supposed to be there. It's a little complex, but um, so it's like this, um, I really, I, I, it's like everything in my body is repulsed by horoscopes <laughs> because it's not true astrology. Yes. Okay. When people would say astrology, I just felt so resistant to it because I'm like, yeah. there are not just 12 types of people exactly. walking this earth and they're all experiencing that same thing this month. That doesn't make any sense It doesn't sense make any whatsoever. sense at all. No. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's archetypes. Like every Leo, there's a higher and lower octave, every Taurus. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. But then it's so complex. I mean, looking at all your planets here and all your um, – the way they're they're aspecting. And, I mean, you have a grand um, Earth trine in your chart that some other people don't have. And mm. so you have a really beautiful ability to um, manifest things in the physical realm. Um, and that's, that's really beautiful. It's a gift that you have. Wow. That's amazing. Does it say anything that I should look out for this year? I don't do um, astrology that way where it's like, look out for this. But if like in terms of, you know, your Saturn return, you know, this could be a beautiful time for a relationship to come in, or it can be a time where you're like, "Mm -mm, I need to like stand back and assess. So, you know, I really, it can go either way, right? Because you have Saturn in your seventh house. But at some point. Yeah, at some point you're definitely going to have that relationship because it's already guaranteed in your chart. (laughs) It's already there. So you don't have to worry. Awesome. I mean, you're probably, yeah, yeah. And I mean, as a balsamic moon, you're like, ah, if it comes, it comes, it comes. It's like, whatever. <laughs> but- That's so true. I don't, I'm not in a rush. Plus, Mm-mm. I mean, my brother just met his soulmate mm-hmm. and they just met around this time last year and they're getting married in August. He's 40. 40- seven. Oh, I love that. See? And that's like, that just goes to show that like, it's like, it's just all timing, right? Yeah, it really beautiful. is. And it, it doesn't mean that like any of his other relationships weren't significant because they brought him to this place to absolutely. meet, you know, that person. So absolutely. Now you brought up earlier when we were talking earlier about this huge confusion among people in their twenties who are still growing into themselves. And I mean, as you know, and as we've talked about, I'm in my 20s and I'm in the last mm-hmm. 15 months of my 20s, <laughs> like uh-huh. many of the listeners, but most of the listeners are actually just entering into their 20s or they're in the midst of their 20s and some are just exiting out or have just exited out of the 20s. So for those in their 20s or just entering in, what advice would you give them to fully embrace who they are and learn more about themselves as they grow more and more into themselves? I just think it's really important to not compare Yes, and, and listen to other people because, I mean, there's so many things in society that I literally am just like hand over head, like I can't even understand. And most things in society are based on fear and projection, right? Yeah. So it's really about... and. And if you're especially in your 20s right now, like you guys are the ones that are changing so many things. So it really, we have to be okay with, we're doing things differently. Um, This is the new norm and this is okay. And to really um, honor that about yourself because it gets easier as you get older. 
But um, the only advice I can give is just to really, even if it feels different than other people, it's like there's so many other people that are actually like you, you just don't know. And so people need that as an example. So the more we are ourselves, and even if we're confused, and even if we don't fully understand it, just listen and go with who we are, it's going to inspire so many people and save you a lot of agony and save you a lot of time of then trying to like put on this coat of someone else that's not working. Yes. Uh Absolutely. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I hope that everybody yeah, checks out your everything that you have to offer online for them to really dig into the depths of their soul and learn about, ooh, I want to look at your tagline, the embody our soul's cosmic rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so juicy to me. I love it. I love so it. I love it. Because that's what it is about. It's like we just have to march to the beat of our own drum and find our cosmic rhythm because everybody's cosmic rhythm is so special and unique. I mean, just look at all the people that have done stuff. If they were like, oh, the way everyone's going to think this is weird, we wouldn't have those tools or we wouldn't have that book or that podcast or that show or that movie or that, you know, Facebook, you know, if Mark Zuckerberg was like, I don't know, people think this is weird. <laughs> you know, he just, he just went with it. He's just, you know, he's doing his own thing. Yeah. Right. And he just is in his own world doing his own thing. And um, it's beautiful and brilliant. Right. So he's, I doubt he was like, oh, I think people are going to think this is weird. Right. I mean, he changed so much for us. So we just have to embody that because there's a reason why we're all here. More than one. It's not just like this one needle in a haystack that we have to find. Right. And then we wait our whole life trying to find it. It's just everything. You know, even if it's just walking down the street saying one thing to someone that changed their day, I mean, that's, a reason. Well, and then that changes your day too, when you like realize that you just lit someone else's day up. Yeah. But okay. So when it comes to us looking for seeking our career, now you were talking about, I loved your advice on not comparing because that's huge. And I feel like a lot of people in their twenties feel this need to be some sort of Instagram influencer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the same time, it's so beautiful to be whatever you also, whatever you truly, your soul feels called to. And I don't know if the chart talks about our career purpose, but the thing is, is that whatever we feel called to, whether it be what our passion is, whatever our messes are, and we make that our message, or some people really are going to be wonderful doctors and we need those doctors in this world. You know, some people are going to make mm -hmm. wonderful, uh, they're going to make wonderful products and we could use those products in this world because they felt that nudge. How can we embrace this career without chasing something that makes us compare ourselves? How can we figure out what career we should pursue? I mean, first of all, we need to listen because I think there's always something there. So when I was younger, for example, you know, just very young, I'm like, oh, I want to be a doctor, but why do I want to be a doctor? Because I want to help people. Okay. Well, that's something. So I'm yeah. not a doctor, but I'm helping people, right? And we're doing a lot of healing. So there's always a theme that um, is obvious in our life. So we have to really look at that. And then we go back to, if, if we look at the chart, we look at the Midhaven um, I pull up the chart in the whole sign house system because it goes a little bit deeper. And so with that, the Midhaven could be um, outside of the 10th house. Um, so it could be in the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, or 12th. And that really hones in more for me about what um, it's about. So for example, for you, your Midhaven is in Pisces and it's in the 9th house. Well, mm. the combination of the two is so spiritual. <laughs> so it's about like teaching. It's about spirituality. It's about travel. It's about opening people's mind, consciousness. 
um, really deep spirituality with Pisces. Um, emotional healing is really strong as well. Um, so there's something really there. And then we could, in the chart, look to the ruler of that, see what it's aspecting, see what it's doing. Um, and it tells a story about your soul. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you for that reaffirmation that I am in the right place. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, Midheaven in Pisces, I mean, it's so spiritual. And the ninth house, it's spiritual. It's um, about getting your message out. So it's also the house of publishing. So when we publish something, we get our message out. So broadcasting, podcast, book, um, information, sharing, speaking, travel, touring, um, really just this like big, expansive sharing. Wow. And so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's a lot more coming for you that you're going to do, you know? Ugh. I'm really excited. But it's about, for you, it's about the collective. It's yeah. really strongly about um, taking your gifts, taking your information, your creativity, and um, pouring it into something to change the world. So you have a North Node in Aquarius, which is very much like Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, Gandhi. Like if you look at all of them, they did something um, outside of themselves to change humanity. And that's the North Node in Aquarius. It's literally for the collective um, about making changes. Yeah. And then sometimes my shadow self might get in the way, which is a Leo thing. Mm -hmm. But I gotta notice yeah, that. It is very true. Wow, this probably mm -hmm. just shifted everything for me. So Oh my God, yay. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's the key thing is it's not about being like, oh, the shadow side needs to die. It's like just being more aware of it and being like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. You know, I see that all the time in my chart. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm self known Aries. I'm totally doing this like on my own and I need to be collaborating instead. And so it's like, Okay, let's just shift this and be like, Okay, how do I move into this with more grace? Right. Constant learning and teaching ourselves, not beating ourselves up, not suppressing it. Like I call myself out all the time. I'm like, Oh, that was really wild. Okay, that was great. That was like totally self-known Aries, like unnecessary. And I'm like, okay, let's try something else, you know? And so we just move <laughs> on. Like, I know I see it all the time that I do it and stuff like that. And we just oh, move yeah. on. Because it's kind of like in there. But at the same time, I connected with that shadow self of Leo so strongly in my younger years that I do recognize when she comes and it's so easy to, to just be like, uh, no, you're not welcome mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, uh, like that's not necessary. Like it's, that's not, not where I'm evolving to. Like I'm learning something else and that's beautiful. Oh yes. Yeah. What do we need to know about 2019? What is going on with this world? Oh yeah. There's always so much stuff going on. Oh yeah. There's a lot right now. Um, we're moving into the eclipse season, um, the summer. So that's going to be another um, wild ride. I always tell people, don't worry so much about Mercury retrograde. Not worry, but like keep your um, eyes and ears alert during eclipse season because that's really wild. So that's going to be. But the bigger thing is, is right now the south node, the collective south node um, is conjunct, meaning touching um, Saturn and Pluto for everyone. Right. Okay, So it's all in Capricorn. So that has been going on since the beginning of the year. It's going to move and go even closer and deeper into 2020. But right now we're feeling it. So the collective south node is like this trap door of this release. So we're literally opening stuff out, letting things go. And the Saturn there is making sure we do it because Saturn is authority, discipline, structure, power. Well, not really power, but more like um, authority. And so it's making sure that it's like a teacher saying, you must let go. You must clear this out. What are you not looking at that we have to release because it's no longer serving you? And that Pluto there in the mix is literally going deep into our psyche and pulling stuff out. Now, people around the ages, I have to check my book, but I think it's around the ages of like 
26, 27, 28, 29, um, roughly, you guys all have planets in Capricorn that are hitting that, um, all those planets I just talked about. So you guys are really feeling it. That's why people, and I have to do a post about this. I keep saying this, but that's why people mid twenties and up, um, up until like um, 30 around, you guys are really going through a lot right now because you have to understand that, that, that South node, that Pluto and that Saturn is there for everyone. It's in Capricorn, but like, I don't have any planets there, but your generation all have the slower moving planets. And that's why it's, um, everyone around your age because they're slow moving. So it's like a soul group that you guys are going through stuff and you're feeling it. So you guys are really getting the, the shit kicked out of you right now because you guys have a lot to do. So it's like, we're going to come in with a sledgehammer. We're going to knock your ass down, pull it out, make you um, adult in a way that you don't want to. And it's probably like a lot for someone your age. And evolve oh. <laughs> like that's that it's happening i have to do a post on that maybe we can try that, yes, try that today that was a message for you as well to do that very thing. yep yep it's very powerful so like we're all feeling the collective energy but it's not sitting on top like if i had something in capricorn it would really affect me but i don't um so it's like it's sitting on top of like all people in your generation oh. and that's a heavy thing you know I am feeling that heaviness. And right now mm-hmm. I'm looking outside the window and it's raining and pouring and it's beautiful, but there's something that like makes me, I don't know if it's just the day or something, but it's interesting. It's a little, I, I feel like I'm on this balancing stick because I feel so uplifted. I'm talking with you, but at the same time, there's something that happened earlier and it's a reflection of the weather yeah. that is sitting within. So that's so interesting. Wow. I know it's so, there's so many layers and it's so deep yeah. and like, there's so many things, you know, that's why like I have, I do one hour sessions and then I have follow-ups because we are not going to get to everything in one hour no. and we have to go deep and then we have to get to your transits and your cycles and, you know. I know. I'm like hearing all this and I'm like, there's so, so much more, more yeah. like that I want to ask her. What you said, there's also transits. Well, we have transits and progressions and then our chart and then perfections and then the solar arc. I mean, there's just like so much. Wow. Oh, see, everybody, yeah, there's, there's so much to learn in the chart. I mean, I'm still, I've been doing astrology for 11 years now and I mean, I'm good. It's my craft. I know my stuff, but at the same time, I'm still learning stuff so that I'm just throwing that out there because people, I, you know, to be honest, people sometimes study for 20 years before they start practicing. My journey was different Um, because I psychic too. I was able, I'm able to sense things even before I studied it and knew I would just look at the chart and feel it and know. So I kind of had like that going. So I started probably earlier than most people. Um, but that's why I mix the two and just kind of feel. Well, that's your gift as yeah. well. Like you yep. just knew, I mean, that's a big part of your gift. Yeah. I'm sure that everybody's chart has like a lot of gifts that are sprinkled throughout that you can sense. But mm-hmm. I think, did you say my gift that I should really focus on is teaching and focusing on the collective and doing something for them? Yeah. And spirituality, um, you're also moving into a lot of like letting go, but also you're moving into your psyche and you're moving into like deep stuff. Like the stuff is not just going to be light and airy and fairy. It's like really um, psychological and transformative and deep and healing. And you can even get into it. Like the eighth house could be like, like magic, magic with a K, like shamanic stuff, like deep transformation. If that calls to you, like that's really available to you as well. Wow. 
Yeah. Like there's so much stuff that's coming and it's like, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, it's just like, it's so amazing. That's why like I, it's even like no matter where we're at, there's still so much more that we don't know. I know. It doesn't matter where we're at. But do we want to know everything? No. No. Like I say that all the time. Like I have so many psychic friends now and just because the world I'm in and I'm like, I don't ask them questions anymore because I'm like, I'm not willing to hear the answer because I'd rather just experience it. Like I don't want to know because like then it takes it away. And I'm like, I don't want to know these things because like we just have to be in the moment. Yes, uh, exactly. Because then I get super worried about the future and that just brings anxiety and I don't really care for that. So Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Are you ready for random fire? Yeah, let's do it. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, definitely night owl. Oh, are you? What is... Oh, God, yeah. What's your night routine like? (laughs) If you have one. wouldn't say that... I don't have a night routine, but I wouldn't say it's the healthiest thing. I am definitely (laughs) just... I get all my ideas at night. So the biggest thing about me is I don't have routine because I literally listen to my cosmic rhythm and I listen to my flow. And so I sometimes I can't even sign up for a workout class like until the day of, cause I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Like, what if I'm moody and want to write? What if I'm like hyper, want to go for a run? What if I'm like, I want to be like in yoga and like feel the flow. Like, I don't know. So I literally listen. So I, it's hard for me sometimes to make plans. Cause I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. <laughs> I, I honestly so honor that. I thought yeah. I have rhythms like that. There are times where I feel like I want to make sure I go to my yoga practice daily. So I want to have that discipline yeah. to make sure I go at that time. But then there are seasons where I'm like, I'm just going to do my own thing and go with the flow of how I feel at the time because my body is feeling so weird right now. Right. And that's perfect because everyone's different. Some people need that. Like I, if there's anything too structured, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I can't. Um, I can't. It's just my personality. So everyone's yeah. different. Everyone's different with how they find their freedom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, how about your mantra? Mm, I don't really have a mantra, I'll be yeah, honest. That's fine. Um, I just, I'm really big on connecting into my heart. Um, I, I would say I don't have a mantra because I'm very mental anyways. Like I live in the linear plane, like the linear logical. My mind just doesn't stop. So mm-hmm. mantras for me keep me actually in the mental realm. So whenever I feel like sad or feel like something is not right instead of a mantra, I actually just stop, breathe, and I drop into my heart. And that to me is more powerful than a mantra. But again, that's my personal preference. Well, honestly, I mean, as somebody that loves mantras, that makes a lot of sense because mantras help a lot of people lead to their heart connection Mm -hmm. to that feeling. But if the words just stand out way more than the feeling itself, because that's what it ultimately is supposed to lead to is the emotion because thoughts are thoughts, but you Mm -hmm. want to really create the emotion within. And if a word is just keeps you in that logical space, as in the mental space, Mm -hmm. that makes so much sense. It's all then just drops straight into your heart because that's really the whole purpose of a mantra. So I love that. Yeah. Um, do you happen to have a favorite breakfast? I eat buckwheat now, so I don't have oatmeal, but I have buckwheat. It's actually not um it's not grains though. It's like different. It's not it's not wheat. Right, right. Um, but it's buckwheat. Yeah. So I have buckwheat with some blueberries. Um, yeah, throw in some like flax seeds if I want that, chia seeds, um, Yum. some vanilla, natural vanilla extract and call it a day. I love it. And call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit animal. Oh, um, I have a couple, but the biggest one is a bee. So bees have been coming to me. So whenever I – it's actually crazy. Whenever I say something important, like it doesn't matter if I'm in the snow, in the middle of the ocean, driving a car in a store, 
a bee will come out of nowhere where it's like not even allowed to be. <laughs> like you're like, what? <laughs> a bee will come out of nowhere. Or if it doesn't, I actually hear the bee sound in my right ear and it's like, okay, I have to pay attention. Wow. So it is, it's like beyond. And so I've really connected with that and they're messengers from yes. like the deceased and from beyond. So yeah. Yes, they really are. Wow. That's so mm-hmm. fascinating. That I know it's, it's crazy. Up. Like it's, show up in the most wild unreal places like I even had one remember a while ago in my house all of a sudden it came from my light right when I was thinking something and I'm like you've got to be kidding me in my house yeah just that's one random that's definitely <laughs> like, there random, you are. But Thank that you. definitely means something and it's not like it's going to sting you mm-hmm. because it's coming from the spiritual realm they're always around me yeah, yeah and they have deliver so many messages um yeah who is someone you are inspired by mm. Um, a lot of people, um, who is the deepest one I'm inspired by? I mean, this kind of feels like general, but I really am. I mean, I'm inspired by the grace and class of Michelle Obama. Yes, me too. Actually. Have you read Becoming? No, not yet. It's definitely on my list with like 500 other things. (laughs) Same, same. I know. Yeah, I I will get to that. Um, so I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired by the life path that Oprah has done. Yes. Not just because of her name, but really, truly um, on a soul level and on a human level of what she's overcome and what she's accomplished and it's um, and the power that she's had in her. So that's really beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. I agree with both of yours. We're on the same page, Danielle. Yeah. And I think she still struggles a lot with very human things. And like, that's what makes her real. You know, it's yeah. like, we're not, we're, none of us are saints. Like, well, and she's so open about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Sometimes I wonder if Michelle Obama is a saint because she just seems. Yeah, like I know. She's just a, she's a powerhouse. <laughs> she's a powerhouse indeed. Yeah. Define love. Ooh. I don't even know if you could define love because love just is everything and love is at the core of our being. Yeah. Um, love is many different things. I think we could have different phases of love. I don't even know if I know how to define that because I don't, I think it's a word that actually can't be defined. Um, it's more of a feeling and an mm-hmm. embodiment. And again, you're not for the words, you're for the feeling. Right. That's my thing. <laughs> it's really my thing because I'm so linear always. Yeah. Uh, from architecture to like reading the blueprints of charts, right? It's very linear. But because of that, I have to feel yeah. a lot. And you know what? The fact that you're even aware of that is so profound and so powerful. And no wonder you can really tune into others because you've been so tapped into that feeling by bringing awareness to the fact that you have so much mind energy. Yeah. I mean, thank you for saying that. But that also, I'm 41 now, right? That took me a long time to really understand myself. That's why I feel like as we get older, we just get more refined and deeper into our truth and beauty. Some people. Yeah. If we're working on ourselves, you know. If you're working on yourself. I wish. I know people that are definitely in their like late 50s, 60s, 70s that could do some diving in. I agree. And probably wants them to. Mm-hmm. I actually have a hard time dating a lot of people my age. I don't. I actually date younger and I, I, I keep meeting that. younger guys that are soulmates. And I asked why I'm like, what is going on with this? And uh, spirit told me that their frequency and vibration is more aligned with mine because they're more conscious and their hearts are more open. That I'm not saying everyone my age, but if someone hasn't done the work, they're, it's a little more dense. The vibration doesn't match up with me. So I know that my um, partner, he's going to be younger than me. And that's just what the vibration that matches me. 
That's beautiful. And again, mm-hmm. as we said earlier, age is very irrelevant in this yep. human experience. So whatever. Yep. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. The universe gave you billboards at absolutely no cost as a gift for you, Danielle, to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would the billboard read? Remember who you are. Mm, yes. I really wish that there were billboards that said that as little reminders sprinkled around the world. Oh my God, it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be life-shifting. And then the last question that I ask all the Euromagic guests, how would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? By listening. That's my biggest thing is listen, 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 pause, take time um, and connect with your heart. And I see your heart as your inner child. And so, you know, how would you treat a child if the child came to you and was crying or was sad? What would you do? Would you just ignore them and go back on Instagram or would you actually hold them and talk to them and tend to them? So that's what we need to do to our hearts. Yes. Beautiful. Danielle, (laughs) this has been an amazing Mm -hmm. podcast, an amazing experience. And I say that when I wrap every podcast and I mean it, but like, I'm really feeling this one. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was just effortless conversation and beautiful flow. So thank you so much. I know. I honestly could be, I could have talked to you for two, three hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know there's so much stuff to talk about with the chat. I know, but I wanted to honor your time. So, where can everyone find you? Um, they can find me at my website, Danielle Page. It's P A I G E, or they can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page, and all my links are there. Everyone, go send her some love on the Instas and on her site, and check out. I definitely am so intrigued by your astrology courses. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Danielle. Yomi, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop, eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, Thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.